My name is Khan. You have any idea what a pain in the ass you are? Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack and today I'm joined by a Klingon. And by that I mean he just won't go away. It's Chris. When you said Klingon, I was going to start doing a fake language and then you said I won't go away and uh, it fell apart. I was desperately trying to think of something. Can you speak Klingon? Is this one of the hidden talents that you possess? No. <laughs> I was going to try it then, but I have no idea how to speak Klingon. I'd assume it's blah, 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 blah. Although that's what it sounds like. Sorry for any natives of Klingon. Racist? <laughs> cool. Today we are going to be talking about Star Trek Into Darkness. Now I know I promised Harry Potter last week, but because of my poor organisational skills, I forgot Star Trek was sneaking up on us quite soon. So, sorry? There'll be a Harry Potter episode sometime, maybe. We'll do one eventually, probably. It's a half-hearted promise. So, Star Trek Into Darkness, starring Chris Pratt. Chris Pine, <laughs> Blur, Zachary Quinto, Benedict Cucumber Patch, Sherlock, Sherlock, uh, Zoe Saldana, who my word has autocorrected to Zoe Salad. Uh, that must be how I spelt it, so sorry, Zoe Saldana. Simon Pegg, and um, the late Anton Yelkin, who sadly passed away, um, I think, last month, so that's sad, but he's in this. So, Chris. You weren't here last time we did a Star Trek episode. We had no, Ben come in. That is correct. What are your thoughts on Star Trek? Do you have any fond memories of the TV show or old um, movies? Or is this all you know? And what do you think? I have no fond memories of the old TV show or movies. Because I didn't watch them. Okay. My Star Trek knowledge is... Piss poor. <laughs> I was going to say those words, yes. It's very bad. I've only seen the new Star Trek films. the uh, From re- 2009. Yeah, the... J.J. Uh, Abrams. The, those ones. Um, I have seen random bits of the episodes with Picard. Oh, yes. Patrick Stewart. And I read about how um, the guy that played Kirk originally, I forgot his name. William Shatner. William Shatner had the first on-screen interracial kiss... Yeah, with Denohora. Yep, and how originally it was meant to be somebody else, but he stepped up and said, no, it should be me. I should kiss that beautiful woman. Uh, (laughs) What a selfless act. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the full extent of my Star Trek knowledge, and of course, any information the new films have provided me. Okay, good. So we're perfectly qualified to once again delve back into the Star Trek universe. Star Wars. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I knew there were no lightsabers. Okay, so, Chris, let's get into Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kirk is reintroduced by saving an alien planet of primitive people that then worship the Star Trek Enterprise, Starship Enterprise as like a god or whatever. So we're reintroduced to him. He's still a bit of an arsehole, in my opinion. Um womanizing and you know taking risks and all sorts yeah and uh spock is still stickler for the rules and ends up getting um kirk into trouble nearly dies nearly yeah spock nearly dies so um yeah and then we get our first glimpse of benedict cumberbatch and uh he's in london and um he happens to come upon noel clark's character outside baker street 
outside, outside Baker Street <laughs> after Noel Clark has just been dropped off by Doctor Who because he was Mickey in 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 that. And um, his daughter is very sick. Benedict offers him a way to save her using his super blood. And um, in return, Noel has to blow up this archive centre in London, which is owned by the, the Federation of Ships. So he does this by... Um, I think he sabotages the systems on the computer. And then he's got a ring that he drops into some water. And that explodes and takes most of the building yeah. with it. Yeah. What do you do? Do you... If you're approached by a stranger who says that they can save your daughter with a blood transfusion and that you need to blow up your office with all of your work friends in there, would you Whilst accept killing that? yourself. Whilst killing yourself, yeah. Uh, no, because I have no guarantee that after I've uh, destroyed everything, he's actually going to save the daughter. Yeah. So what I would need is for him to... Or the blood transfusion might not work. His blood yeah. might not be super. You save the daughter first, and then I flee the country. <laughs> well, we we do see the blood transfusion first. And it does work. It does work. So there are signs of improvement in the daughter's condition, whatever it is, some future space disease or whatever. Unless Benedict is holding them hostage after. Gives her some of the blood. She starts getting better, but she needs more. And he's like, I'll give the rest of it once you've done the deed. Okay. That's very good way to go about it. Yeah, blackmail. He's mm. a cunning chap, is old mm. Cumberbatch. But, um, is there any way that you could suspend the ring above the glass and have it, like, on a timer so you can get out in time? I was thinking the ring is obviously, you know, explosive. Is that something that Noel Clark's character had, or was it something that was created by Benedict? I think it was given to him by Benedict. Because I was Metal. thinking the futuristic bomb, but surely a Federation building like that should have had security. They should have picked up on the ring. Yeah. I don't know if you go through scanners or whatever, but Benedict obviously created the ring. There's probably more advanced than what their security features are. Yeah. So. Well, there are metals like that in, in real life, alkali metals that um, explode on contact with water and stuff like that. But they're, the metal is very um, reactive, so... If it's out in the air, then it'll oxidise and then it's useless for explodey stuff. So it's some kind of scientific thing. You'd think someone would go, hey, Noel, that's some nice bling you've got there. Bling? I don't know what they say in the future. Well, it's London, so... Bling. Bling. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, nobody notices Maybe he always wears a ring, though, and he he took off his real one and he put like a fake one on. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you just trust science will find the cure for your daughter and not Sherlock. Yes. I can't see how you would suspend the ring above water without anybody noticing. You balance it perfectly on the glass and hope somebody knocks it in. Yeah. There must be like some sort of timer thing that he could come up with. Maybe. Maybe Mm. hide it in like a water cooler or like in a mug or something. And then when someone goes to like get some water, pours it onto the ring, then it explodes and you can be like out the building. But how do you... You've got I'm no guarantee sure you you're going to get out of the building before that happens. And if someone picks up a mug and they see a ring in it, I'm going to go, oh, it's a ring, okay. Or maybe hide it in the toilet or something. Put it in a urinal, right? Because no one, no one picks up anything that they see in a urinal. I beg to differ. <laughs> no matter how shiny it is. <laughs> and then when they pee... Or when the like it cleans itself with the water that comes out, 
that reacts and explodes? It might not clean itself because you get waterless urinals. So they've definitely got those in the future. Right. And uh, I think you'll find that it doesn't react with urine. Are you sure? It's still I'm pretty sure. It, no, it just doesn't matter what liquid it or it doesn't matter what liquid it is. <laughs> Piss does not work. It's just got to be whatever type of water you had in that glass. That specific water that he we probably he probably added tons of other stuff to it beforehand that we didn't even see. It's a possibility, but not knowing what is in the in the ring bomb, uh, mm. I think we shall have to move on, Chris, to um some more deaths that uh, we can possibly survive. Benedict's plan was to cause the explosion and get all the high-ranking officers into this one room and then using a um an attack ship basically kill them all. This happens and uh, Kirk manages to get away but Pike, injured from the events of the first Star Trek, he's on the floor crawling, he's lost his cane and as he's trying to crawl to Spock who's helping one of the other um, high-ranking officers Pike gets shot and um, Spock runs over to him, grabs him, pulls him out of the firing line and then Pike uh, dies um, after Kirk has managed to disable Khan's attack ship. Not Khan. Oh no, I spoiled the plot twist. (laughs) Yeah, no one saw that coming, did they? Um, Yeah, so Khan, Benedict, whatever you want to call him, goes away. And uh, Kirk is there just in time to see... um, pike uh pass away so that's sad but your pike chris what do you do in this situation i would have some sort of uh device inside my cane i twist and pull the handle and out comes a lightsaber <gasps> i yes, stand they up have them in star trek the force theme plays khan looks at me i look straight at him and i go, <laughs> I go murderous no wait that's not a good yoda <clears throat> i can't do what you're doing now <laughs> And then use the force to knock him down. Or, more realistically, I twist and pull the handle, and either a gun maybe, like a long rifle... Uh, well, the rifle, cane's a little bit away from or, him, so well, he's not gone. Well, alright, well, I summon the cane to me. Using the force, uh, And obviously. using the force, obviously. Or just stay down on the ground. If Spock's getting somebody else out of the way, why the fuck have I got to move about? Yeah, he is sort of like leaning on one of his sides. If he was flat to the ground, maybe Khan's laser shot would have missed him. Yeah. Probably. I would have just stayed laying down. You Phantom know, cover. Hands over the head. Yeah, that type of thing. Mm. I'm injured. I can't exactly move fast. I've got a fucking cane. So exactly. I'm yeah. just going to I'm gonna chill out on the ground. Chill out on the ground. Also, low. if that's a meeting they have of all the high-ranking officials, that is some bullshit security around that room. It is. I mean, say you've got a meeting of high-ranking officials now times. So they'd have bulletproof glass, for example. Yeah. Where's the laser-proof glass? There's no laser-proof glass. Also... It's like a a war meeting, isn't it? And you normally have like war cabinets and stuff. Well, at least in World War Two, you have them underground, where no one can shoot at you through a giant window that um, mm. is easily accessible because everyone has flying cars now, don't they? With guns, <laughs> so find cover basically and stay low. Yeah, what the fuck? Don't go crawl out anywhere. Or when you are dying, absorb Spock's life force. I don't think he can do that. Hmm. <laughs> That's a hole in my plan. Never mind then. Okay, so after Benedict's attack, um, Admiral Robocop, because uh, he's the original Robocop. Is he? Yeah. Is he really? He is. He's Alex Murphy? He's Alex Murphy. Oh, I didn't know that. He's original Robocop. Oh, bless him. He, um. Why did I say bless him? <laughs> bless him for finding work. <laughs> he, um, gives, um, Spock 
and Kirk permission to go after Benedict and use these um, futuristic torpedoes to basically kill him. But Benedict is in um, Klingon space, so they've got to do this carefully because it's a like diplomatic nightmare if they go in there because they'll start a war and everything, which nobody wants. Or do they, Robocop? Twist? No, nobody wants it. <laughs> nobody wants it. So they go there. Scotty has a little bit of an argument with um, Kirk about he doesn't want these missiles on his ship because they're unknown and they won't let him have a look inside them. So uh, Scotty resigns, basically, and Kirk's left without um, uh, Simon Pegg. I was going to say Engineer. Sean Pegg. <laughs> Sean Pegg. <laughs> He's left without um, Simon Pegg. So that's sad for everyone. Uh, apart from Ben, because Ben doesn't yeah, like Yeah, Ben did much. not like Simon Pegg For some Pegg reason. That. I've got no idea why. When they finally get to the Klingon airspace where uh, Benedict is hiding out, Kirk, Spock and O'Hara fly down in a, a marked ship to try and find him. But they're ambushed by lots of Klingons who are there, shockingly. And um, they get into a, a fight. They land. Ahura says that she speaks Klingon. So she's more skilled than either of us in that. And um, goes and has a talk with their leader. But this does not go well. And the leader grabs her by the throat. Forcing Spock and Kirk to come out and start shooting all the Klingons. And uh, one of them goes into a gunfight with... I had to research this. With a Klingon Batleth which is basically a sword type thing and tries mm-hmm. to kill Kirk a man with a gun using that but Kirk falls down as the guy's about to chop him in half with this bat left Kirk shoots him twice guy falls over, dies mm-hmm. so you're that guy, take a gun he's probably not trusted with a gun like, yeah. you have the sword okay because everybody needs to have a sword in one of these films yeah rather than futuristic laser weapons yeah um I don't know. I don't know much about Klingon uh, tradition or history, so maybe... I think they're quite an honourable lot. When they go... Yeah, maybe when they go into fights, they're like, we're going to take a couple of swords, you know. For honour, just yeah, in just, case. Just, just in case so they've got swords or whatever. I don't they know. Maybe you got to get five kills combat. of your sword to get a gun. Yeah. And once you get trusted with five kills of your gun, you'd upgrade to the next weapon. A bazooka? Whatever you want. Lightsaber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh yeah, take a gun. Don't you? I wouldn't have taken a sword. The easy sword. Fuck off! I'll give him my gun. Give me the gun. Yeah, it's a lot easier to kill someone with a laser gun than it is a bat left. Well, I don't know. What if a Jedi was wielding it? Hmm. Uh, lightsaber versus bat left. Oh, lightsaber. Obviously, a lightsaber bat left. Or Jedi with whatever the thing is is called versus someone with a gun. If there's anything like Kylo Ren and you can stop the laser. You know, oh, in mid <laughs> fly. Yeah. yeah. You're sorted. You're screwed. I'm going to bring Star Wars into every one of these survivals. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Use the force. Uh, yeah, gun. Yeah. The Klingons do get their ass kicked, but um, mostly by Benedict, who comes in firing giant bazookas and laser guns and everything. So all the Klingons flee, they run away. And then Benedict comes down and has a bit of a chat. Spock tries to aim his gun at him, but Benedict just shoots it out of his hand and um, asks how many torpedoes that they've got on the ship and he's like 72 or whatever and he's like okay I'll surrender it's like okay they're a little bit suspicious mm. Kirk tries his best to lay a beat down on Benedict 
but only succeeds in making himself a bit sleepy and tired. Pretty much, yeah. Probably breaking a knuckle. Why? What is is Benedict or Khan? Is he a different species, or is he still a human that's just been like scientifically engineered? I can't remember. I think he's just a an enhanced person, or he might be an alien. But most aliens in this look fairly humanoid anyway, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Apart from Simon Pegg's friend. It's like oh, a weird yeah. moss creature. That's, yeah. I don't know what that's about. I, I, who knows? <laughs> it looks cool, though. <laughs> he does look cool. With Benedict safely in custody on the Enterprise, um, him and Kurt have a little bit of a chat. Benedict gives him these coordinates, which um, Kirk phones up Simon Pegg to uh, go and check out, and he does so willingly, even though he's been fired by them. But uh, he does that. And then um, Khan also suggests that they open up one of the torpedoes, which Bones and um, new crew member uh, Carol do. Carol is the daughter of um, Admiral Robocop. Mm -hmm. And um, they open it up, and lo and behold, they find a person in the missile. Yep. And it's one of Khan's frozen crew members. Mm -hmm. And um, they quickly piece together that it was Admiral Robocop's plan to have them fire on this Klingon planet and then start a war because what's the point of having a Robocop if there's no one to, to yeah. shoot? <laughs> Alright. And um, the Admiral shows up and starts shooting on the Enterprise because he was hoping that the Klingons would have found them and destroyed them by now. And uh, lots of people go flying out of... So you probably mentioned that their, their warp drive and their engines all failed, Oh yeah, they? that was um, Admiral Robocop as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Chekhov's trying to deal with that, but it's not his job because mm. um, it was Scott Scotty's job. Yeah, yeah, Scotty's. Yeah. yeah. What is Chekhov's job? I think he's, he's not navigator. Is um, he might be navigator. Yeah. Zulu's engines. Kirk is um, captain. Obviously, Ahura's communications. Spock is scientific officer. Um, officer. Bones is medic. medic. He must be navigation or something. Yeah, then. he's got to be navigation. Why the fuck would you make your navigator <laughs> go work down as a mechanic? Surely it would be better to send the... Spock. Um, Spock, yeah, yeah. Science officer. It would make more sense. Oh, Kirk. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. Poor choice in um, people management. Actually, Kirk's got a like a blue-eyed robot guy with a compass in the back of his head, or it looks like a compass in the back of his oh, head. Oh, yeah, what's that about? Send him. He looks like a robot. I don't know if he is. He There's must probably some weird. hardcore Star Trek fans that listen to us screaming at us going, Well, no, I can't do it because of this. He's a Mon Calamari. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what do Mon Calamaris like to say, I Chris? I have no idea. They like to say, It's a trap. <laughs> oh, a Star Trek clip into... <laughs> no, I got a Star Wars... I got a Star Wars clip into a Star Trek themed episode. So, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, so, yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Admiral Robocop is shooting up the Enterprise. Mm -hmm. Carol, uh, his daughter, comes on and goes, Stop shooting everyone because you'll have to kill me. And Robocop's like, No, I won't. Teleports her off and um, begins shooting again. But uh, fortunately, the um, location that Scotty was asked to check out was the place where they were building Robocop's mega ship. And um, he gets on board, disables all the weapons offering the Enterprise a chance, but they've got no weapons and stuff like that. So um, they send Benedict, Cumberbatch, and Kirk into space 
to shoot into the um the other ship. And I like that scene. It's it's reminiscent of the skydiving thing from the the first one, isn't it? But it's Where better. Oh. Well, like, it's I like, awesome. I like the skydiving scene. Flying through more. there, and then, and then and then, and then his, his helmet gets hit, and it, it cracks. And he's got to follow Benedict, otherwise and he'll yeah. die. Carnin is his And then will Scotty open up the uh, the the uh, door the 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 airlock, airlock so they can get in, or will they splat and die? Who knows? Spoiler: They get in. They get in. <laughs> um, which brings us to the death that we're going to talk about. Scotty is cornered by one of the guards on the ship, and um, he's got Scotty's got his arm tied around like a bit of rope or something to keep him in place when he opens the doors. He does open the doors. The guard gets sucked out into space and goes past um, an entering Kirk and Khan, who land safely in the in the in the ship. But um, the poor guard doesn't, and he's floating off into space forever, frozen and dead. Oh, what a horrific death! How would you survive it? Well, don't hire privately trained security officers because they're idiots in this film. Yeah, especially when you've got somebody who's been in there. Disabling your weapons. He's pacing around with the controls for an airlock. Somehow he didn't see you tied his hand to it. Yeah. I would have been holding on. I would have been like standing at Scotty going, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, da, da, da. I should have grabbed hold of him and be like, What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Martha! <laughs> I, should... <laughs> I should point out that this guard does have a gun. And these Federation guns do have a stun mode. So you find him. You just stun him. Yeah, or just kill him. It doesn't matter because he's not part of your crew. And then if you stun him, yeah, Kirk and Khan go splat. Kirk will die. Khan might survive because of his um. Yeah, but if his helmet cracks, he'll die. Yeah, and then you take Simon Pegg to RoboCop. You would probably kill him anyway. You might kill him. Yeah. So Enterprise goes on, dies. There we go. Good to go. And then RoboCop gets what he wants. Yeah, war war comes out, and the next Star Trek film is actually Star Trek. Star Trek, Star Wars. <laughs> yes, with the Star Trek, a war among the stars. Also known as Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that guard could have changed the whole course of I know. film if it just stunned. He had so much power, but yet he had to follow what the director and the writers wrote. Uh, killed by screenwriters. Damn you, J.J. Abrams. I know. It's the, uh, why do the best always go like that? I know. Mm. Yeah, stun him. Yeah, simple as that. Don't, don't piss about with what are you doing? Show me your other hand. Because he, he says he's like, show me your other hand or something, yeah. don't he? No, I fucking stun him. Stun first, ask questions later. Or kill if you ain't got stun. I mean, Scotty was meant to die. He was meant to be on the Enterprise, so. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's part of the crew that Robocop wants to kill. Mm. But he doesn't do that. And Kirk and Khan get on board the ship and they take the bridge. I think they stun everyone apart from Admiral Robocop who Kirk wants to stand up out of the chair and to basically show Carol, his daughter, that he's not a complete monster. Um, unfortunately, Khan is a complete monster. Kirk told Scotty to stun him, which he did, but because he's all enhanced and stuff, the um, stun worked for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Khan gets back up, throws Kirk out of the way. Robocop tries to run, uh, but Khan grabs him. Gets his head between his hands and um, says, Oh, you tried to kill all of my crew, and then crushes his head. Carol screams out. Kirk's, Oh my god. And we don't get to see all the lovely brains go everywhere. What's happening with Scotty at this point? 
I think he's I think he's been knocked down as well, or knocked out or something. So Khan's picked him up, he's about to crush his head. Kirk's down, Scotty's down, his Karen daughter's still there. No, she's she's down. Khan steps on her leg and I think breaks it. There was a oh, for fuck's sake. Where was the hand to hand combat training that the uh Robocop Admiral should have had? Because he, let's face it, he didn't go in as an admiral, did he? He would have started down lower. Yeah. And all, you know, Federation officers are meant to have this hand-to-hand combat training. But Robocop's, he's an older guy now. It's probably been a while since he's had a fist fight with someone. I don't give a fuck. I think fuck. he was also you... running to a gun rack or something to get a gun. to try Keep and one on car. you then. What's going on with all that? Why can't you keep one on you? Well, he was like in the chair. Maybe it's uncomfortable. Oh, good God. No, no, that's bullshit. It's bad planning is what it is. It's the villain's hideout, or lair again, and it's bad planning, keeping your weapons too far away from you. What he should have done is be able to flick a switch and have a turret drop down from the ceiling. Okay, if you accidentally hit that switch and it was like all your friendly crew, would the turret kill all of your friendly crew? No, because it would be scanning for uh, non-human DNA and Khans would show up as a non-human what if some members of your crew were non-human I'm gonna I'm gonna say Robocop is a racist alienist and doesn't do you see any aliens on his ship no no no, because he doesn't like him he doesn't like aliens he thinks it's like the Empire in Star Wars (laughs) you never see any aliens the Empire doesn't like aliens no you don't know there might be a Mon Calamari under one of them stormtrooper helmets Definitely no Wookiee stormtroopers. Definitely guarantee there wasn't. They didn't even have women working for them, right? It wasn't until you know the new, the new hope, Force Awakens, <laughs> Force Awakens of the First Order that they had female stormtroopers. So they definitely didn't have uh, aliens. Same as Robocop, definitely doesn't have any aliens. So Robocop's a racist. He's an alien racist. Yes. Great. How does that help him survive? Oh, because oh, the, tur- the turret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, there okay. you go. Oh, damn, and he lives. It might not kill Khan, but it's definitely going to knock him down enough. Yeah, because Khan gets shot quite a few times in his... He keeps going. Even the, He even uh, does Spock's Vulcan grip. Yeah, he can counter that he as well. He resists Khan. that, doesn't he? That's a... mm. So poor Admiral Robocop couldn't beat Khan. Could actual Robocop beat Khan in a fight? Or would he just nah, like, tear I reckon, him limb yeah, from limb? Yeah, Khan would tear him limb, limb from limb, I reckon. Because let's face it, Robocop was built in Detroit in... I forget Future the year. 80s, whatever. Yeah. He's quite clunky and slow. Whereas this Star Trek is set thousands of years further on than that. Mm. So, um, yeah, no, he'd, he'd be dead. Poor Robocop. Okay, so um, Khan sends Kirk, Carol and Scotty back to the Enterprise in return for his, his quote-unquote crew that are still in these torpedoes. But um, Spock has played a trap and... Uh, Instead of having his crew in there, he's put lots of bombs in there, blows up the big Enterprise, or not the Robocop ship, that's mm. now Khan's ship, and um, basically stopped Khan from destroying the Enterprise, which um, the force of the explosion does have adverse effects on the ship, and it starts to fall into Earth's atmosphere, causing Kirk to have to go into the reactor, get all irradiated and... Um, die saving everyone getting the engines back online and they do the thing against the glass that was in Wrath of Khan but with the roles reversed with mm. Kirk on the other side so um he does come back later but is there a way that you could do that without 
radiation being horribly suit. irradiated. Radiation, radiation suit. suit. They should have had, if they've got a bit there that they know can flood radiation, and it has warnings all over it about radiation, yeah. you'd have a fucking radiation suit hanging up in case, I don't know, you needed to go in there. Yeah. Are there radiation suits? I mean, when they brought Kirk's body out, behind Bones and... Um, Scotty, there were like white hazmat suits. Oh, we'll fucking put it on I then. don't know if they were radiation suits. Okay, let's though. assume they were. He should have put one on. Would the few seconds that have taken the pilot on possibly kill them all? Maybe. <laughs> but he should have done it for his own safety. Safety first. And wear goggles. Exactly. He's uh, not human resources. I don't know. Something at work that would have gone nuts had they seen him not using the proper uh, equipment. Who's the health and safety manager aboard the ship? Probably Spock. Yeah, I was going to say it's very Spock, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Spock, you fucked up. He's he's the stickler for the rules, isn't he? Yeah. Good old Spock. But uh, Kirk's death makes Spock very angry. He decides to be teleported down uh, after Khan's ship crashes and takes out a whole bunch of city buildings. So, so many, many people dead. <laughs> Just quickly, there's a giant spaceship coming towards you. Uh, what, what do you do? I mean, what could you possibly do? You can't run forward. You can't run left or right because it's so big it's going to hit you whatever way. Yeah. So you run towards it in the hope that it goes over you and hits behind you. Okay, so you try to run under it and do a slide thing. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Star Trek is a universe that has teleporters, doesn't it? And the Force. And yes. the Force. And the Force, obviously. <laughs> but we'll focus on the teleporters first. Why are they not used every day? Why are they only used for space travel? I reckon they're only used um, in the Federation because it's like a military scientific thing, not available to the general public. Okay, but Khan, he's able to teleport himself from one place to another using that um, portable teleporty thing. Yeah. He's like a vacuum cleaner. Again, they're probably not produced and sold to civilians. Because otherwise you'd get civilians teleporting into banks and stuff to rob it or whatever they keep the money in. Yeah, but... And, like, you'd, you'd <laughs> mug somebody and then teleport out and it would all get way out of hand, all right? It's not happening. Could the Federation have used it to teleport everyone out of the craft site? No. Because, uh... Could someone have used the force no, no. to stop yes. the shit? Yoda, obviously. Cool. Get the first Star Wars film, when, um... Was it the first one or was it the second one? I can't remember. When Chekhov... Oh, that's what Chekhov does. He does a teleporting stuff. Right, okay, yeah. So I guess that is sort of a bit navigation-y. Oh, no, he's... He's on the bridge. Mm. And he runs down to the teleporty thing. Mm. So he's, his primary job isn't teleporting. But he, but can, he can do it. do it. Okay. Doesn't help with the engines, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking, right, so um, you know when he's trying to teleport... I can't remember if this is from the first or second film. Uh, I get confused. Kirk and that lot while they're falling. Yeah. And he's trying to get a lock onto his signal, and it's like, ooh. Mm. Now, trying to, he's trying to do that to hundreds of people who are walking around, and he's trying to lock onto all of their signals to teleport them. It's not going to happen, is it? No. No, you're going to get people who might go, some people are going to get half teleported. He's going to end up teleporting people off the ship into the <laughs> you know, crash zone. It's going to go to shit. Okay. Could the Enterprise, or any other Federation ship in the area, if there was any, would it have helped to completely blow up Khan's ship to like lessen the impact of it yeah I suppose if they'd blown it up higher up in the sky and then 
in atmosphere co taking out some of it or I don't know or actually because if they if they'd blown it up when it's closer down rather than just having one large lump hit and destroying that area you'd have loads of little bits which would spread out over the city yeah causing probably more damage okay maybe if Spark could put in a bigger bomb when he was tricking Khan destroying the entire ship in space yeah hmm. maybe that would have worked what he should have done is uploaded a virus to it instead. Uh, it was released by electrical discharge, overridden the engines, and forced it out into space. Could he do that? Fuck knows. <laughs> but if he could, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, if he, like, tricked the uh, the ship into warping into Klingon airspace or something like that. Yeah. And then when it comes out, disabling the engines on the you know the warp drive. And then, right, hey. then Khan gets blown up by all the Klingons. Yeah. Okay, that's if it if it could be doable. That'd be a bit. That'd, that would be a bit better to save everyone. And that would save everybody on Earth. Wow, we've actually got a feasible way we've managed to you know save a huge amount of evil. Normally, it's just like luck. Yeah, whether it's in the confines of what Spock is capable of, we don't know. But um, yeah, but Spock doesn't do that because he's not listened to that. They obviously don't have. We could survive that in the future. I don't have the internet. Do they not? No. <laughs> could have sent Khan a threatening email or something but um yeah they don't do that and uh Spock is forced into a fist fight with Khan on like a moving space again I enjoyed that I really did enjoy this film did you? I, I like the first okay. one I, I I really enjoyed the first one I thought oh this is Star Trek this is great saw the second one I was like yes it's even better it's not really Star Trek though because Star Trek I mean, the, yeah, it's the, not it's not like the you know the original TV series and stuff. They have changed. Yeah, because that that's well, they they have to because no one wants to watch a well, no one that goes into a Star Trek film wants to watch a two-hour like character piece, do they? If they're expecting laser guns and mm. stuff like that, they'd be a bit annoyed. But um, yeah, so Khan and Spock have a fight. Ahura gets teleported down onto the ship tries to stun him uh doesn't work Khan gets up starts walking towards her threateningly Spock takes him down knocks him out and um yeah cuts to black Kirk is alright because of Khan's super blood so they've cured Mm -hmm. uh people dying and Khan has been refrozen and put in storage with the Ark of the Covenant and the rest of his crew I'm assuming that's where it is (laughs) Yes, it's definitely that. Do you think that they um, drained tons of his blood out first? So when they um, dragged out possible survivors or people from the wreckage, they injected them and brought them back? Possibly. It would depend on how Can it heal like they bones? Like, could it heal you if you had a crushed chest, for example? I don't know. Well, it cures radiation poisoning, which basically destroys all the atoms in your cells, which I would guess is way worse than a punctured well, lung a punctured lung or, or whatever injuries would be caused by a spaceship mm. landing on you but yeah yeah they should have taken some more of his blood they could have replicated they, it they can yeah they probably did uh, if, if they don't say they might hey, even we've use got, it beyond we've still got Khan's blood in beyond then yeah I'm looking forward to beyond I've not watched uh, any trailers on purpose I've only seen bits of trailers how do you know the film's TV. coming out then <laughs> I don't. I didn't know it was coming out next week until you told me. Neither so did I. I've avoided pretty much all spoilers for it. I have no idea what the storyline is. I've seen that they've got that 
new alien woman in it. I ain't got a fucking clue what that's all about. So no, no, I'm clue. totally unprepared for it. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so it'll be a surprise. Yes, but anyway, continuing where we left off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. That's the end um, of the film. Uh, I don't know how much it will lead into beyond. Probably not. Or what beyond? Not a lot. I don't imagine. Um, hopefully, beyond Vulgana less nerd hatred than um, Into Darkness did. Did it get a lot of hate? Yeah, because people were like, "Oh, it's just a Wrath of Khan ripoff," and uh, it was it was like the Spectre thing. Yeah, everyone was convinced Benedict was Khan, and they were going, "No, no, no," and he was Khan in the same way that Christoph Waltz, Waltz was. Everyone a... was saying, "No, he's not. He's not Blofeld." But yeah. Um. So anyway, Chris, if people want to get in contact with us and correct mm-hmm. us about Star Trek uh, facts and knowledge, how would one do that? They could email us at wecouldsurvivethat at gmail.com. Or tweet us. At we could survive. That was weird. <laughs> yes, that was, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable with it. I thought he was gonna start off instantly, he was gonna do a back and forth giving it all out, but uh Like a banter of contacting us. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Star Trek Beyond next week. Um if you do see it and you want to share your thoughts on it, you can do that by contacting us on the contact information Chris just read out. <laughs> Um. Yeah. yeah. That'll do it, Chris. Aye. Don't forget to find us on YouTube and iTunes and Podomatic. Man of Steel has recently been uploaded to the YouTube along with some other Batman-related stuff. So if that's your jam, get into it. Yeah. So, Chris, that's it. Let's end with a Star Trek song sung by Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. A British tar is a soaring soul As free as a mountain bird His energetic fist should be ready to resist A dictatorial word Sing, walk, sing His nose should pant And his lips should curl His cheeks should flame And his brow should furl His bosom should heave And his heart should glow And his fist be ever ready for a knockdown blow his nose should pant and his lips should curl His cheek should flame and his brow should furl His bosom should heave and his heart should glow And his fist be ever ready for a knockdown blow Sir, I protest, I am not a merry man!